Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Punters, we're back with another big episode of Tongue Tied. We had a little bit of a break there. Uh, we missed out on the championships. I was away, but we're back with a bang because it's my favourite time of the year, the Queensland Winter Carnival. We're on the doorstep and one of the big names of that carnival joining us this morning, Ben Thompson. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, Nick. Thanks for having me. No, pleasure to have you on, mate. Uh, we're starting to get a good sort of a good list of Group One winners on the show, and and you're joining that list now. Uh, of course, just off the success with Uncommon James in the the Oakley Plates, uh, it's been a big twelve months for you. Yeah, it sure has. Um, very very surreal, I should say. It's uh, uh, hey, it only comes with good support, um, and it's just yeah, it's been amazing. That, you know, one one. Uh, you know, forward step has led to another, and to um, yeah, to to have won my first Group One race was incredible, and uh, in a very very fortunate position I am. So very lucky. Hundred percent. We uh, I mentioned it's been a big twelve months. I think it was around June that you got married to to Steph uh, twelve months ago, and then I suppose it just all sort of started to happen from there, didn't it? You won the the King of the Mountain on Yellow Brick. Uh, Fashion Legend gave you a Group Three, and then it sort of just kept springboarding and. I suppose now you're right in the hunt for a Queensland Metro Jockeys Premiership. Yeah, for sure. It's it. Um, oh, we, we've said a few times, Steph and I. It's just it's it's crazy. Like the just the I guess the ride racing has taken us on where we've now ended up, both being Victorians and and uh, now really we're we're we like to call ourselves Queenslanders. Stephanie's been here three and uh, coming up, we're just over three and a half years. Coming up four years, and uh, it'll be four years in start of August for Steph and three years end of August for me so it's it's gone very quick but it's been the best thing that's happened to us you know um, both personally and and um, and professionally so uh, we love it here it's yeah, we're having you know uh, we're having a, a really great run and um, very lucky so it's uh yeah this season's been been super and um, may the, the success continue. Absolutely. Obviously, you've got the little one on the way, so that's uh, that's super exciting. Uh, but that does mean that Steph isn't in the jockey's room. Is that a little bit more pressure on you? You've got to uh, you've got to write a few more winners now. Yeah, I was I was asked this for the first time the other day, and it oh for sure when when especially it's it's you know it's going to the same bank account. So if I can sometimes I can have a I have a shocker, and Steph has a good day. It's you go home sort of with yeah your your bottom lip down a bit, but it's um. Hey, it's obviously we we both got a great job and um, just you know uh, just both contributing like we can. It's 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 unreal. But hey, it's obviously it, it does a bit. But the biggest change for me it's just not having Steph at the races, which was a big change in itself. Like it's just so used to it. You know, from the time we started seeing one another until I I spent twelve months in Singapore after being together for thirteen months. So that was. Um, you know, I heard about it all. My, I'd forgotten really. I'd forgotten what it was like to not have Steph at the races um, with me. So, and we, you know, we obviously go to the races to and from together. Track work more so. Like that's um, yep. a few mornings a week, and always walk the track together. So, just little things have have changed. Which I actually said to the, like to Steph after being at the races. I'm, I'll, you know, after she'd stopped riding for a week, and she's been at three and a half weeks now. That it's I don't really like it. You know, the, the change <laughs> not having her there, but. It's something you have to get used to, and it's an exciting journey we're now on. So, no, nah, nothing's you know really changed. Steph's still, she's my biggest supporter, and um, we've both you know obviously we're we're usually uh, competing against one another. Um, 
we're still, you know, critique each other as best we can where it fits, where best fits. So nothing's changed on that side of things. What's the, uh, I suppose, the relationship outside of the relationship like when you're in the jockey's room? Is it, uh, is it a competitive relationship that you've got with one another? I know you've run first and second a couple of times. Are you always trying to beat each other or is it sort of just like if she wins, you win kind of thing? No, I'd say definitely there's no favours and even form. Like it's, she may ask, oh, what do you think leads this race or, or whatnot or, or I might say, oh, where do you think, or where, is your, or just, just sort of can be a bit cryptic, or do you think your horse has the speed, you know, to be close today or whatnot? Because we, we don't give each other anything away. Like it's, um, <laughs> and we can't. Like it's obviously we're, we're out to do the best for our connections. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you're always keeping your, car, your cards close to your chest, albeit she's, you know, my wife. Um, but very competitive out there. Uh, definitely no favours. Um, and there's, there's, there has been a few silent, or many, should I say, silent car trips home. <laughs> um, but it's 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 all yeah, good competition. And at the end of the day, once we get home, there has, as I say, all been, there's been yeah, a few, um, you know, I've I've been, st- it's usually me. Like it's, even if, if I'm right, I'm still wrong. And you know, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. But uh, no, it's, it's all, it all ends well in the day. Um, but, we do spare each other on a lot, so no favours out there. And hey, hopefully, it will be interesting to see what happens. Whether Steph is back riding after um, she gives birth to her little one, but um, only time will tell, and we'll see how she's feeling afterwards. She's got her two brothers in the uh, the Queensland jockeys room to sort you out now as well. So uh, it's almost three v one. Absolutely, and they yeah, they are they do uh, yeah keep me very honest. So uh, no, hey, it's 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 great. It's, it's been great for the entire family, not only. Uh, Boris, who made the move up first, Steph, who finished her apprenticeship up here, Damien's loving it up here, and go at AGC at the ground running um, yep. straight off a of Metropolitan or a couple of Metropolitan doubles, and he's, he's really found his feet quickly, as as we all expected. And uh, their father, Glenn, and Wendy, they've uh, moved up here, um, Steph, or their, their mum and dad, and uh, are loving it. Glenn's uh, going really well, had a winner and a placing during the week, and as a nice runner in applications heading to the races on Saturday. So, uh, you know, happy. When you're happy, it just seems like success follows. And, and yeah, that, that's what's happening. Certainly has. Um, I mentioned earlier Yellow Brick. He won the, the King of the Mountain for you. I, I spoke to you earlier in the week asking where it was at. I, I thought I heard a few rumours sort of early early on in the year that he was going to be on a derby path and, a few of us sort of sort of went, oh, that's a bit, a bit strange. Like, he, it seems like the perfect Stradbroke horse, but has it always been Stradbroke or, or was there a few sort of talks that they were looking at the derby with him? Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, Tony says from the first time I, I rode the horse, he, Yellow Brick, he'd, he'd always, you know, um, pitched him to be a derby horse the whole yep. way along. And it probably, like, it's more, more so as time went on and, and you know, form starts to be exposed off these when he won his second win at his third start at the Sunny Coast at a midweek meeting. He beat Counter Beans, Sailor's Secret, and yep. other horses that have gone on to, um, you know, it did to be strong form. So mm. then he won, was dominant his second win at Eagle Farm over 1400 and even better over a mile, uh, fourth up before having a little break. And he, he really, you know, margins the horse he was horses he was beating. Sue say those horses he was beating just went on and kept winning themselves. It really, you know, hey, he's got a great presence about him and the presence of a good horse. But it, um, 
was sort of coming to the fore of how good he was, but also how good he could sprint. He ended up, you know, finding himself in the king of the mountain. And once he won there, I think that's what really started to, uh, or his landscape started to change a bit. Um, yep. And yeah, now it looks like after running, obviously winning an open class, king of the mountain to then running second a great running defeat behind fashion legend in the magic millions guineas he does look a serious track break contender so obviously he's already ticked the mile box where he gets to down the track whether it's um it probably wouldn't be as a three-year-old now but i wouldn't be surprised to see him out over over 2000 and his pedigree suggests he'd run it really well but he's obviously so brilliant too i think obviously tony and madison sears they feel as though he's he's you know he's got a very high cruising speed can sprint off it and there's probably no reason to stretch him out at the moment. There's a nice race for four-year-olds at Rose Hill in October. The the, the sure. Golden Eagle, yeah. Yeah, um, it would be it'd be really nice if we um we ended up there, uh, fifteen hundred at Rose Hill. Uh, hey, it's it's always strong. Obviously, I, I wish I win last year. Um, uh, it's obviously Amelia's jewel leading the way this year. But um, hey, put it this way, if you can, if he could happen to. You know, have have a great winter or continue on with the the way he's gone thus far, um, and he could run a big get to a Stradbroke first and run a big race. Well, that'd definitely be a, a realistic task. Absolutely, uh, Amelia's jewel and a nice segue. Obviously, we we mentioned the King of the Mountain. You went over and rode Uncommon James in the Quaker at in Perth last weekend. Um, slot racing, how? How good is that going at the, at the moment? Are you loving it as riders? It seems like there's just so much of a boom around for these slot races. Uh, it's all the hype. The quokka, we were talking here in the office last week after the race. We said sort of, you know, like the quokka, we, we sort of thought, oh, this isn't going to work. You know, it's a it's a bad name. It's in Perth. Who cares? But the race itself, it was a cracker. I don't know if you've gone back and, and watched it as sort of a, a spectator rather than a rider in the race, but it was just a, a great race from start to finish. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, and obviously, as you say, Nick, credit to racing and wagering WA for putting on uh, such a good show. And not only for the for the thoroughbreds, which is our main focus, but even for the, the harness racing and the greyhounds, making it a, a trilogy and, you know, linking each other together um, in ways like like on, um, you know, other... Other broadcasting platforms, like they were all over all three all three races, and I know on the Thursday leading up to the up to the the harness and the dogs are on the Friday night. Quokka was on the Saturday. They had a, a big function, and oh, really the race, the way the way it panned out, like it was it was a great contest. Obviously, won by a, a serious sprinter in overpass. So hey, like he's, he's ran second in Nature Strip, um, ran really well, really well beaten less than three lengths in an Everest. Um, he's a proven top-notch Group One sprinter, um, and to get the field across it like they did, obviously Amelia's jewel. There was uh, like figures and what she'd done. That's all there for everyone to see. But then to now take on proper Group One caliber horses, um, Overpass, Uncommon James, Balanipatina, Asfura, it, um, it was her biggest test. And gee, she, she, I haven't, I haven't seen a horse that probably has come out of a race with more hype after running second and. <laughs> There's every bit of it. So I did get I did get to go back and, and watch, you know, interviews and uh, listen to Simon Miller on Monday uh, with Michael Felgate talk about the race. And um, I, told, I think it's, it's going to – it was, a, a, as I say, a huge success. I'm sure the clock will be bigger and better next year. And um, even after seeing, you know, more so for – I think everybody watching, if you're a trainer on the, the Eastern States, it was probably – the biggest thing you'd be watching was the, those – 
horses trained out of Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane of how they coped. And, well, Asfura's ran fourth, Overpass has won, um, and Uncommon James and Shade of, Shades of Rose have run really well. Bella Nipotina's run third. So uh, I'd, say, I'd say there'll be a lot even more interest next year and um, the slot holders are going to have, uh, have a, f- a lot of horses to choose from. Absolutely. It's uh, it's good to see and, and great for racing when it's sort of big fields like that. Um, a lot of people I've spoken to, to about you say that they – say that you're one of the better form students of the game. So let's get stuck into this weekend's runners. Uh, have you had a chance to sit down and sort of go through your, your rides this weekend yet, or is that a Thursday afternoon job? <laughs> I was going to say, I might be a bit unstuck today. Nick, <laughs> I, I do my form, whether it's a, whether it's a, a, an Ipswich meeting on a Friday uh, or a Doomit on a Saturday. I, I do most of my form morning of, just so it's fresh, but... Obviously, I've got a good, you know, gauge of the horses. Apart from those that travel from interstate, that you always have a good grasp on, on your opposition just through, um, you know, racing against them often and, and seeing a lot of them at the trial. So, no, it's uh, I do most, and if I have a big day, like a busy day, I do usually split up my replays and try to get most of them done the night before. But um, it, it stays pretty fresh. But yeah, heading into a nice, a really exciting day, you can say it's all. I guess the, the race uh Stradbroke season officially starts on the 29th but yep. uh, we're pretty much in the winter carnival now so it's just great to great that it's here and yeah ready to rip in well we'll start with one that you know plenty about uh one of the feature races of the afternoon the Mick Dittman plate it is race nine at Doombin uh Chinny Boom who you're starting to build a nice little record on she's of course won six of a seven uh beaten one day by 0.03 of a length, and she beat a subsequent Group 1 winner in Sunshine in Paris. But um, she overcame a bit of trouble first up, mate. She sure did. Uh, it takes a very special horse to to win the way that she did, um, regardless of the opposition, let alone those she had to take on. It was a field of seven, but there wasn't one horse in there which didn't look to be a, a serious winning chance. Um, I went to sort of blend in the clear, Outside Flaming Conquest, who was racing outside Liquor, and unfortunately, those I just wasn't able to get into the clear before um, Goblin de Quo was sort of picked up on my outside, um, and those runners rolled away from the fence. So to lose a momentum over only a thousand meters against quality opposition and still win by a length, and if the race was uh, let's say another fifty meters, she probably wins by a length and a half at least. She's yeah. She, she's obviously uh, the times that she was running at, at Rockhampton and up north were were incredible. Um, backed that form up with her two runs in Brisbane uh, last spring, and she looks like she's come back even better and now versatile. That she was won all of her races leading before then, and as you say, she ran second at listed level to Stroll, who's a multiple stakes winner, beat home Sunshine in Paris, taking a sit, and again was probably was her most impressive win the other day, taking a sit. So that's probably my biggest. Um, it's just I think that her biggest attribute now is that she's versatile. Uh, takes on a, a, a extremely strong field, mm-hmm. and who knows how many stakes winners will come out of this race in time. Um, and it just yeah, adds, an, given she has that other string to her bow now, gives us a lot of confidence heading there on Saturday. Lovely. Uh, we'll go back to the, the start of the day. It's a two-year-old race north of Eli. Uh, he's coming off a, a maiden win at Grafton last start. Yeah, won well, and he was a really good a really good run in defeated Ipswich, running second the start before that. He looked as though a bit further, like up to the thousand, would suit him better than the half mile that day at Ipswich. 
uh, obviously a horse that Matt Dunn's always had a good opinion of. He ran him in Sydney at his first start, and uh, like on a wet track, he, he it probably got the better of him. Uh, but he, he's trialed he trialed really well leading into the prep. Um, two runs back for a second and a first. It is a tough task on Saturday, but hey, one thing about Matt Dunn is he he know when he, when he does break, bring horse to the town. If they don't win, they're running very well. So hopefully he's um, he's got it right again this Saturday. Uh, race two, your partner Chris Waller and Star Thoroughbreds on Agnelli. Uh, probably a little bit of a frustrating horse if you've been on it this last couple, but sort of knocking on the door. He is, Nicky. Always, he's never far away. Um, that's one thing I will say, this race. It's whatever wins the race, I think we'll need its perfect run. Um, yep. It's it's probably the sort of race you could run it ten times and have ten different winners, but he's prepared by the uh, best trainer in Australia and and he's knocking on the door. So he, he has had had every chance last time um, behind uh, stuck on you. Uh, hopefully we can have a nice run in transit and um, there can be a good speed, which there usually is with applications in the race. So hopefully a, a nice gallop will set up for a horse like him to be running on strong. Deep skiver in race three. Uh, been out of form for a little while, this guy. Yeah, she's obviously on her day. She's a serious horse. Um, trialed really well leading into this. Over a shorter trip than, you know, over shorter trips in the trials than, than um, you know, she gets over race day. But she didn't have, well, first up, she just raced quite fierce. So hopefully, you know, just the edges off her heading to the races this Saturday. The wide draw, it's... Obviously, you never choose to draw out wide. She jumps from 11, but um, at least it gives her time to balance up. And the biggest thing with her, she just has to find a nice free-flowing groove, whether that's sitting third, fourth, fifth, sixth, leading. She's probably better drawn out there than barrier one where she could potentially be cluttered up. Um, I think we could we could put a line through first. Hopefully, we can put a line through her first up run and that she just race fresh and can turn the tables this weekend. One horse that uh, is airborne for you, that's uh, race five, Sweet Margot May. You've been on her last three starts for two wins and a third. Um, I was just going through it. She's won six of her 11, and they've been every second start. So history suggests that not this weekend, but maybe next start. But uh, she's obviously, she's come back super with a nice win uh, first up. Yeah, she sure has. She's a quality horse. She's um, a beautiful type. On type, you'd, you'd struggle to get a better looking mare. Um, Rob Heathcote's always had a huge opinion of her, uh, and yeah, tell her she couldn't have been better winning the military rose. Obviously, beat a strong field um, back at Doombin. I love the placement 1100 again, and just in a benchmark nine, if she comes in with 56 and a half kilos, and it would have been quite easy to raise the bar with her again. She's gone yep. from sort of open company and and take on, which is still a hey, benchmark 90s, basically open horses, but she could have been at stakes level. I think it's it just is a really nice stepping stone. Um, uh, knows how to win. It was probably her best win the other day coming from the back. And even though we had, we probably stood, we stood up isotope probably five lengths coming into the straight. I haven't been that confident from back in the field in a long time. And I, like just that I, over a sprint trip that I was going to win from that far out. Um, she... Obviously, she loves Doombin. The 1100s really suits. And last prep second up, she was a huge run in defeat running second. Um, so hopefully, you know, no doubt she's good enough. I think it was behind perhaps Grey Defence that day. Yeah. Um, 
a gallop the gallop on Tuesday was great. I think she can make amends for the second up record this week, and hey, hopefully she can. Yeah, I backed um, I backed Majestic Shot in that start last uh, her first up run, and I thought, you beauty, I've got Isotope covered, and then I could just see Sweet Margot May in behind. I thought, oh, this thing's just bolting. As soon as it gets out, it's all over here. So um, backs up that uh, what you just said about feeling pretty confident. Uh, race six, mate, Aussie Nugget, he returns. I thought his trial was all right the other day. He didn't beat a runner home in it, but uh, it was a good trial. Obviously, King Kappa, Palaisa Pan, I think maybe was a sneaky five, ran third in it from memory or or one of those um, horses for, for Rosemont, and he was just out the back and cruised home nicely. Absolutely. It, uh, it felt the same way. Like, he's a horse, obviously, placed in a Toowoomba Cup last prep. Um, uh, another stakes... Oh, sorry, Nick. No, um, another stakes race. He ran second in it at the sunny coast. Uh, his best form's over a mile plus, but 13.50. His trial was, was good on last Tuesday, and especially through the line. Um, as you say, King Kappa, he's probably been in between, you know, in between carnivals, you could say. He's been the horse, or the, the best horse that looks, you know, to have shone through after Magic Millions. Um, and Palaisapan, a... Uh, already a stakes, a group winner, group two winner, um, and Sneaky Five won the bribey last prep, beating shooting for gold. So solid, solid sprinters in front of him. Uh, I think if he can back that up on Saturday, he's, he rarely puts in a bad race, and it wouldn't be on him, wouldn't be beyond him to go close on, on Saturday, albeit shorter than his ideal trip. I'm sure if they go along with a quick clip, he's got a good record at Doombin, he's going to resume really well. Lovely. Uh, we've heard the first of the features is the, the listed princess stakes for the three-year-olds over the mile, one of the, the main Queensland Oaks lead-ups, or I suppose the first Queensland Oaks lead-up here in Queensland. Uh, you're down for two rides. I'm assuming full for Cindy. The emergency is going to be the, the pick of them if she gets in the field, which it looks like she has now. Yeah. Um, I think that the John O'Shea gallop that I was on, it, it isn't coming, uh, unfortunately. So I picked up a ride for John Thompson, which was great. Yep. A nice run in that. Uh, right in that so uh, great to yeah, pick up a ride and especially for for John Thompson as well he's such a good trainer so uh, has good tra- has good form in south um, really wide open race but mm. uh, well prepared he knows Queensland well and doesn't travel his horses uh, for the sake of it so um, hopefully be great to get some black type with her this weekend yeah, I thought she was uh, she was really good in that Adrian Knox. Obviously, it was a heavy track on uh, the first day of the championships there, but um, she stuck on really nicely. So, as I mean, maybe back to the 1600, she might find that a bit sharp. I thought she found the group three a bit sharp at the mile, uh, two starts back, but um, she'll be a nice horse to stick with, I think, towards the Oaks. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. On, on that Oaks path, uh, hopefully she's heading in the right direction on Saturday, and I think that, that's probably the biggest point, getting back onto a dry track. Obviously, with horses, we can see like a dry, a, a wet take more out of them than just the run that day. So hopefully she isn't too jaded from that run um, and can get back in good form Saturday. And then London Banker in the tail stakes, uh, another mile race. He went around in this race last year off an identical setup. He, I think he went around in the same race first up as what he did 12 months ago and then didn't really fire a shot in the tails. But then you go back second up last prep and he was a listed winner at this track and trip. Yeah, he's... He, he did another horse that wouldn't shock. Um, and probably the pattern of the day or most races, there's a, there, there's going to be obviously a favourite in every race, but there's, there's uh, you know, a long list of good horses uh, competing. They're big fields. 
Um, and it's probably going to be a case of the right run on the day, you know, win these races. And he's another one of those horses that could pop up. Um, as you say, he's, he's already classes on the board, enjoys Doombin and the trip uh, and the Kelly Sweeter stables going super. So um, between Ringers, like he's got Ringer Steel in as well, Kelly, it could be a, a, it could be a, a big day for him. Um, just on Ring of Steel, very quickly, um, that's race four. You haven't got a ride in that. Are you going to try and pick up that ride or, or on Ring of Steel for Kelly as well? Hopefully. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, what, I don't think Kyle Wilson-Taylor has a ride in the race as well, so I'm not okay. sure whether whether um, he'd be first point of call um, for Kelly Schweder. But if the opportunity popped up, I'd, I'd love to. He's a very impressive horse. I finished um, alongside him in a trial before he went to Ipswich and and um, yeah, couldn't have been more impressive. So mm-hmm. extremely well-bred, and he's a, he's a serious horse to watch going forward, uh, Ring of Steel. So I, I think their main uh, they're, they're planning on running in the McDipman if he gets a start, from what I hear. Yep. Um, but, hey, if not, hopefully you see my name next to him. Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll wrap it up with a, a 10 quick-fire questions. So uh, we'll rattle these off, and we'll see how you go under a bit of pressure, mate. Uh, best horse you've ridden? Uncommon James. Race you most want to win? The Melbourne Cup. Favourite track to ride at? Flemington. Who's the biggest pest in the jockey's room? <laughs> uh, there's a few on any given day. Um, uh, I'm going to say uh, Andrew Mellion can, can be oh, – he just he – just, he, he could talk with a mouthful of marbles. As he'd probably say the same about me, but <laughs> I hope he's watching and I'll save him. <laughs> um, trainer who gives the best sprays? Uh, Tony Golan gives a great one. But I will yep. say he's, when he does give one, it's usually what it's definitely warranted. So um, <laughs> I haven't copped one touch wood that I, that I haven't deserved, but yeah, I'd say Tony. <laughs> if you weren't a jockey, what would you be doing? Uh, it's, it's a scary question because um, you really have to think about what you'd be doing um something in racing i'm not sure what that'd be definitely not training um but something something working with horses uh if you could ride at any meeting in the world which one are you going to ride at uh i'd say international day in hong kong yep uh you're stuck on a deserted island with three other jockeys which three would you want it to be uh Boris Thornton, Taylor Marshall, and um, say Ben Allen. Now we've got two more. One horse you're looking forward to the with uh, forward to the most this Brisbane Carnival. Oh, I feel I'd, I'd be in the wrong to say one, just given I've got a, a couple of really exciting horses going forward. So I'd say at this stage, I'd say uh, I'll put it to three. Uh, Chinny Boom, Yellow Brick, and Shalot. Lovely. And to wrap it up, what's the best winning chance this weekend? Uh, Chinny Boom. Beautiful. That's Ben Thompson. Uh, hopefully, plenty of winners this weekend. I've got I've got a ticket on you to win the premiership. So uh, if you can reel those back <laughs> off of Jimmy Orman by the end of the by the end of July or what are we? July? Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Absolutely, no fingers crossed, Nick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Ben. Uh, all the best over the next couple of weeks. Eh? Thank you.